Well, first up, uh, if you were watching what was happening in the U.S. today, you would have seen it was another day of uh, chaos for air travelers. Uh, millions of passengers were hit by these delays uh, and cancellations right at the beginning of the day. And this time, it wasn't the weather to blame. Uh, instead, the problem was a computer outage at the Federal Aviation Administration that brought domestic flights right across the country. They had a ground stop order. We hadn't seen one of those since 9-11. Uh, the country was brought to a complete standstill. Uh, the, the the skies, at least. Um, well, well, they tried to figure out what it was. So by the end of the day, they figured out there was about 1,300 flights canceled, 9,000 delayed, um, according to FlightAware. And, uh, and obviously that impacted Canada as well. Here is passenger Chris Wickland, who had slept at Denver's airport to make his 6 a.m. flight this morning, only to find out he wasn't going anywhere. And then I saw that FAA was ground stopping all the flights and I was like, oh, is this like another Southwest situation where like it affects one airline? Um, and then I figured out it was every single flight in the nation was ground stopped. And I was like, oh. So what was it? Something called the Notice to Air Mission System. That is the FAA's computer system that compiles and distributes essential safety information for pilots. It went down. It's been around for more than half a century. It went from being you know, papers and phones to computers. It's in the process of being updated, but failed in the meantime, along with its backup system. Uh, it had an impact here. Our transport minister, Omar Al-Gabra, says he had been, or said earlier today, that he'd been in touch with his U.S. counterparts. The good news is that I'm hearing that uh, uh, traffic has uh, restarted again. So uh, we're going to stay in, uh, in coordination with our U.S. partners to understand what had happened and what it was, what can we do to avoid similar interruptions. The FAA said on Wednesday night or said tonight that it had traced the outage to a damaged database file and that there was no evidence that this was a cyber attack. But of course, uh, it raises lots of questions. I mean, why was there no redundancy? This is the FAA, after all. Critics in the past have said the FAA has really struggled with underfunding and its ability to try to keep up or at least keep its systems modern. But we've seen other IT outages as well. You think back to the Big Rogers uh, outage here in Canada over the summer and think, wait a second, what's up with these systems? Well, joining me now with more on the aviation aspect of this is Stephen Sagraves. He's the host of the podcast called Dots, Lines and Destinations. He's an aviation journalist. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. So this was a bit of a shocker, just because I think we're under the impression that all these systems must have a backup, right? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think they should. I think most. I think most people think they should, and I think we assume that they do. So what happened? I mean, we saw this went down. Uh, this was a ground stop order, which is which is particular. Again, we hadn't seen one in 20 years, um, or more than 20 years. So what exactly happened? It's, 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 this NOTAM system, I wasn't familiar with it until today. Yeah, so the, the NOTAM system really is uh, a, a system to give pilots the most up-to-date information, um, and airlines as well, the most updated information for airports around the country and around the world. Um, and that system uses uh, an old uh, way of communicating that dates back to 1924, um, and it hasn't been updated. 
because of uh, just I think it's costly and it's uh, it costs a lot of money and people can't uh, get their heads around how much money it's going to cost to update all of these systems. Um, and so what happened was today we saw airlines have to make a decision to cancel flights uh, because of the ground stop. They just couldn't keep up at different airports, uh, and that ground stop was necessary to make. Uh, the systems uh, talk to each other. They basically were doing this by hand. Uh, I heard stories of of uh, certain airlines going with uh, spreadsheets that were being passed around the office uh, with the the latest NOTAM information on them. Um, so not not a great look for the FAA uh, for sure. Uh, I will be really interested to see what comes out of the investigation as the root cause. I mean, they're telling us it's a, it was a database uh, problem, but why was that database? Uh, why did it not have like a hot swap available to actually you know switch over to when this went down? Because to be clear, this actually went down. The the NOTAM system went down in the United States. Uh, around 3.30 p.m. Eastern time yesterday. So that wow. would be the 10th of January. Right. So, But I guess a lot of those, the NOTAMs had already been produced for yesterday, so it didn't really, we didn't see the impact of it till today. Exactly. And I, and I think the FAA was hoping that they would have the system back up and running uh, before midnight when kind of those NOTAMs flipped back over to, uh, to, to, to come up for the next day. And that, that didn't happen. Uh, I was watching this late until the evening, and it, and it wasn't, there was no progress being made. Um, I mean, it's been a terrible few weeks for, for air travelers right across this continent, hasn't it? I mean, it's, you know, there must be a lot of, I mean, we've been asking these questions here now for a while. I mean, there was a lot of chaos at airports over the summer. It feels like the system is just buckling and we're seeing it happen all over the place. Yeah, I, I think as as we get more weather events, as we get uh, more travelers, like the, the impacts of these things continue to, to, to grow. Right. So a delay in one airport that is a large airport, say JFK or Vancouver in, in Canada, uh, that has ripple effects as planes get stacked up in other places. And so these delays get worse and there's more people traveling. So there's, airlines are doing more uh, to move people around and any kind of uh, bump in the system uh, impacts a lot more people than you would expect. You said 1924, right, for the FAA's system. I mean, you know, the rest of us around the world look to the FAA as being perhaps the premier um, aviation administration on the planet. It's It seems incredible that it's using technology that was, that's 100 years old now. It, it, it is, um, it, but it, you have to remember what was going on. They were looking for a quick way uh, back in, in 1924 and, and forward uh, to quickly give uh, short notices to airlines and, and, and airmen at the time. It was called notice to, to airmen back then. Um, and they wanted a quick way to do that. And the quickest way to do that was with short five-bit character uh, uh, messages that they could they could send via radio. Um, and so that system was kept in place. And, you know, back in 1963, the world shifted to an ASCII system so you could have upper and lowercase letters. Uh, and uh, did, none of the NOTAM systems followed that. So we could have we gotten more characters and more information, uh, but we didn't. So I think there's a really big push to, to modernize the NOTAM system. Um, but again, it's a cost. It's about cost and what does it work. And I think today um, kind of highlighted that it might, it might be worth it. Yeah, because I think what a lot of, um, you know, frequent flyers or others might be asking themselves is if there's no redundancy, if this whole system just crashed uh, with no backup. And we had, I was mentioning an incident here in Canada over the summer when a major telecom company had something very similar happen to them. 
um, when there is no redundancy, redundancy, you start to ask questions about the other systems that may not have redundancies, ones that might be uh, have a more significant impact other than just delays like we saw today. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, we've seen uh, issues with the FAA uh, with air traffic control centers. So parts of the country that are controlled by the FAA, kind of they're, they're split up into chunks around the country. There was one uh, just a few weeks ago in Florida uh, that happened right on the heels of the Southwest incident um, where it basically closed Florida airspace from uh, Orlando South. So planes weren't taking off or uh, arriving uh, down into Miami, et cetera, because of an FAA, basically a cut cable somewhere. Um, yeah, these systems need to be redundant. We need our infrastructure to be reliable. Um, and this goes for, for things like telecommunications and for, you know, power and gas. I think, uh, I think we, we as Americans and as, as the world, we should be pushing for infrastructure as, as priority number one. Uh, really what I was curious about talking about is just the kind of, issues we've been seeing, IT issues we've been seeing, uh, not only airlines, lots of different uh, companies have been hit by these recently, but airlines seems to have a real impact. Um, I was obviously, Southwest, one of the reasons they had such a chaotic few weeks there was they too had a big problem with a uh, computer system that was a scheduling system, I believe. You have to ask yourself whether airlines are have the proper, you know, proper software or hardware to function sometimes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. I mean, I think people would be surprised to know uh, a lot of airlines still run mainframes at some level of their operation. Uh, not all, but but a, a good chunk of airlines do. And so those systems uh, have been updated over the years. Uh, some have been modernized to, to modern servers and, and things like that with modern software. Um, and But some of those, those software products probably haven't been updated in 20 years. So uh, they're running on software from the early 2000s, mid 2000s, uh, and that's what we saw at Southwest. How about for this one today? I mean, there'll be a, obviously there'll be an investigation, but uh, there are certainly going to be some questions here as to exactly what could have gone wrong to force something as as major as a as a full ground stop. Yeah, I think I think the system, the NOTAM system itself, is is fairly simplistic um, when you think about how how it works and it takes in uh, basically information from around around the country and the world about uh, the conditions at an airport uh, and whether or not there's there's hazards there. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints from pilots and airlines uh, over the years that the the NOTAM system is. Um, it's oh, it's it's too much information uh, that's being fed to them, like birds in the area. Well, yeah, there's birds around airports, uh, or there's cranes nearby. Um, those those things are put in there because it's it's uh, a risk. Um, but at the same time, it's not always the most pertinent information or important information. Uh, most pilots want to know if the airport they're coming they're coming into is going to be closed, or if uh, they're going to be shot at when they're when they're going to be landing. So they they those are the types of things that pilots want to see. They really want to see the information be relevant to to what they're doing, and uh, don't necessarily need to see uh, every single detail uh, of of going on at, at an airport. Yeah, they need some curation. I, I was reading that the one of the one of the things people have been requesting is to keep make the effort, put the most pertinent information at the top. And uh, because uh, there was an incident, I believe, where some of that information was missed and it almost led to an accident. But I would imagine that in this case, you can't fly. I mean, they couldn't let anyone fly if this information wasn't being provided. Yeah, because, I mean, you're missing a full day's worth of, of important information today, right? So when it when this went down yesterday, uh, you were basically coming into a fresh day where air, airports 
uh, were posting their NOTAMs. So if, if a runway was closed or if uh, they had had issues with, with birds or wildlife on the runway or, or whatever it would be, um, that information would, was not going to be published. And the, the, the FAA simply could not let planes start taking off uh, without that information available. Um, a lot of international flights still came in because that information had been uh, published uh, previously for them, and they were in, in contact with the towers at the airports that they were going to. But putting new airplanes in the air uh, without this information would, would have been a big mistake. So I imagine we'll get some answers. I mean, I, the FAA tonight already saying that they wasn't, I mean, a lot of speculation about this being some sort of uh, cyber attack. It doesn't seem to have been that, but it certainly lays bare some vulnerabilities on that front too. Yeah, I think I think it's an overall just, I, I think it's going to bring eyes to, to what is needed uh, to modernize the system. And maybe it'll expand those eyes to be everything around the FAA that it should really have a budget that can support uh, constant operations. I mean, the FAA operates 24-7 uh, all year round, uh, all during the holidays, bad weather, good weather. Um, so they need to be available for, uh, you know, pilots and airlines to uh, get good information. I guess we should point out that given all of that, they do do quite the remarkable job because none of us ever noticed major problems. There's the odd one, but this was the first time <laughs> something really crashed on them and it wasn't really, we don't know whose fault it was, but it doesn't seem to have been necessarily the staff at the FAA's fault. They seem to do great work with with minimal, with a minimal, minimal budget and antiquated equipment. Exactly, exactly. I think, I think they've done an outstanding job. Um, and, you know, this is, again, when, when you have systems that are uh, really linked together and, and one goes down and you don't have a backup readily available, uh, people notice, especially when it's early morning and you're on your, trying to get on your 6 a.m. flight across the country. Well, I certainly hope things improve in the skies uh, right across North America for the rest of January. Uh, Stephen Seagraves, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you, Ben. Great to be on.